Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 95 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. In this episode, we've got a great guest. I mean, we always have a great guest, but you're going to love this one. This is Natin Choda. He is the entrepreneur and coach behind TotalActivation.com, and he helps people become the best version of themselves, coaching them through things on the emotional level, physical, social, spiritual, and intellectual, his own EPSSI model. But that's not why we have him on the show. He has a great story of how he came over from India, a licensed physical therapist who suddenly found himself working and hustling as a pizza delivery man living in his car. Today, he has multi-million dollar businesses, not just one business, multiple businesses, and they're generating millions of dollars for himself. Now, he's going to share with us how he found the secret to building wealth wasn't around just making lots of money, but how he realized that it had a lot to do with having a generous heart. So listen in as we talk with Natin about his story of coming to America and living the American dream. Don't miss out. Listen to this episode. Here we go. All right, Brandon, get back over to the microphone because I want you to, well, bring in our guest. Well, it's going to be easy. I mean, I'm not going to actually pick him up because he's coming to us virtually through Skype. So I don't have to actually bring him in. But today from uh, my temporarily adopted home state of new jersey i spent a couple of months there don't hadn't been back so i guess i can't call it a home state but from new jersey we have on via skype nitton is here and he's going to tell us just all about his life and how you can get connected with him but he's got an amazing story so that's why i wanted to bring and him in before nitton says hi i just want to let everybody know that Brandon puts a an East Texas slang on everything, or twang, twang. twang. What do you guys call it? Did over I go there? East Texas? You twang. went East Texas, dude. Uh, so Natin, 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 Choda, Natin, Natin. Brandon and Jerry, first of all, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, I was chatting with you guys before we started the recording, and you guys are a blast. <laughs> I'd love to have a beer, have a drink with you guys, and you guys are a lot of fun. So thank you so much for having me. I just want to make sure I can add some value to you folks. What What do you want to talk about? Lead the way. It's your well, right. Anytime you're down here, then by all means, let's hang out. You can come mm-hmm. down here for winter because we have a brutal winter. Sometimes it gets down to like 50 down here. Sometimes. <laughs> that 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 sucks. I mean, I, can, I wouldn't be able to survive that. Sometimes we're <laughs> freezing at what, 74, 75? Yeah. Yes. Might have to wear a long sleeve shirt outside <laughs> at night. <laughs> it's pretty that bad. sounds horrible. <laughs> all right. Uh, Natin, what I love to do is I like to open up with an icebreaker. And it oh, usually sweet. involves... Uh, Brandon's favorite actress in the whole wide world, Renee Zellweger. So there's a game I haven't played in a while because I don't know why we just hadn't played in a while, but it's a game I call six degrees of separation factor fiction. So I'm going to ask you, uh, well, you can start thinking about it now. Uh, the six degrees that connect you to the actress Renee Zellweger from movies like Bridget Jones's diary <laughs> and uh, Jerry Maguire. And what else? Chicago. That's a good one. Chicago. Yes. And then after you tell us how you're connected to Renee Zellweger, Brandon has to guess if what you just told us is fact or fiction. And his record, I don't know what it is, but it's horrible. He's, he's not good at this Pretty game. sure it's perfect. 
but yeah, yeah. in your world. <laughs> so, so I do, do I give you the names of the people in the six degrees or can I just say, you know, my friend who knows this person? I, so I don't need to give you names, right? Yeah. I, you don't have to give, give away like, it'll sound like fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There so I know a friend of mine who is, uh, who runs, uh, a fitness franchise. He's a very successful guy. He's a very, um, he's based in upstate New York. He is good friends with a personal trainer on the West Coast who, um, essentially, you know, trains all the stars. In fact, um, he introduced this trainer, introduced my friend to a whole bunch of movie stars, including they actually went to Keanu Reeves filming for, you know, John Wick 2, which by the way is an awesome movie. I saw it three days ago. I'll kill them all. That is a really good movie. I saw, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. In fact, two was better than one. So six degrees of separation, uh, degree one, my friend in upstate New York, who is just an amazing inspirational figure, the trainer that he knows, second degree, third degree, Keanu Reeves. And I'm pretty sure Keanu Reeves has bumped into Renee Zellweger. That sounds legit. I believe it. Is it true? <laughs> it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wait. He just seems like an honest guy. Was, so he actually got that right. I got it right. Uh, so I, I lost. There you go. Dang it. And you're celebrating. The 10. We're on the same page here. <laughs> Jerry, my goal is to sabotage you in this show. All right. All right. It is go. Brandon's show, so I guess that's fair. That's what that PayPal account for it and slip him a little bit. Yeah. So, so Nadine, tell us a little bit about how you got to uh, where you are in New Jersey because you immigrated to the U.S. and, and you've got this incredible story. Uh, you know, there's so many people that say, well, I can't do things. They've got all these obstacles, be it money, location, whatever it is. And you kind of encompassed every obstacle into your story and you still managed to, to build on that American dream and build what you wanted out of the future. You know, I want to start by saying something that's going to sound a little cliched, but I believe it. I believe it sort of um deep down i believe it in every fiber of my being i do believe america is the greatest country in the world i'm an american citizen now i have been for almost uh, what is it now seven years and i do believe america is the greatest country in the world and i say this because only in america can it you know can a 24 year old indian guy uh come over in 2002 in a 911 in a post 911 world only in america mm-hmm. Can uh, a guy like me who has been through uh, financial despair, emotional despair, who's um, lived in a studio apartment with five other roommates, who has uh, slept in his car, who has uh, had no money for to buy clothes in the winter, who who actually worked in and who worked delivering pizza, not because he did it to make extra money, but because it is the only thing he could do for right. a period of time who couldn't afford to buy his own meals and, you know, cut sort of onions and chopped vegetables in an Indian restaurant uh, so that he could then wait till the guests left and so that he could, you know, eat the leftovers from the buffet. And only in America can a guy like that, you know, fast forward to 2017, run several multi-million dollar businesses with 30 plus employees working remotely all over the world. Wow. Only in America can an individual like that uh, have clients all over the country, have um, a business-to-business brand of software, a business-to-consumer brand called Total Activation, which we can talk about. So this is only possible in America. So if any of us are, you know, if any of you are standing in line with five people ahead of you for a frappuccino and bitching about your life, <laughs> trust me, it's a good life. You know, <laughs> but if you're standing in line to buy a $6 cup of coffee while there are five people ahead of you, 
you know, you're in good shape. You're not standing in line <laughs> with a, you know, with a couple of hundred people waiting for a meal right. or you're not, uh, you know, the best analogy I like to give guys is you go to a nice, like a public park in New Jersey, huge park, right? Like, I don't know, three acres, four acres, the average park minimum. And there's, you know, like two people and their dog. And there's somebody walking around eating, you know, whatever. There's kids on a stroller. You go to a park like that in India, you'll have a thousand people. Wow. Because, you know, India is, uh, I can compare India legitimately to the US because I spent the first 24 years of my life in India. The America has uh, a lower population density, almost no no pollution. I mean, I can drink I can drink tap water and I would be safe and so would my son. I have a two-year-old son. And America has little to no corruption compared to countries in the rest of the world. So, I mean, I can get into the specifics of how I got out of difficult situations and became successful. But again, I think that I think we should be privileged and honored to be Americans, to live in America and to enjoy everything that America has to offer us. Do I hope that answers your question. It really does. And and I think to follow up on that, do you think that comes from the fact that you've been exposed that first 24 years? What what made you want to come to this country and realize that where you were was not where you wanted to be? It was actually a bit of serendipity because I moved to the I came to the US in uh, 2002 to study to pursue some certifications and I I had no intention God's honest truth I had no intention of working in America I just happened to uh have you know I happened someone just offered me a job and I took it they did the paperwork I came back and uh, then I said gosh you know I love I I love living here despite all the hardships it's a better <laughs> quality of life I'm going to, you know, establish my roots here. So I think, um, I think, you know, when you compare the standard of living in America with other countries in the world, there is a, there is definitely a higher standard of living and there's an appreciation for a uh, high quality work, you know, with, with sort of a strategic vision. The problem with the country like India is you can work hard, you can have a strategic vision, but there's so much bureaucracy. There's so much red tapism. I can't comment on other countries because I haven't lived in other countries. But I think my perspective, A, as an immigrant and B, having traveled all over the world, because I have traveled all over the world, um, has has allowed me to appreciate every little thing that is available to us as Americans. Does does that answer your question? Yeah, it really does, because I think your your attitude towards being responsible for yourself you you took advantage of the situation you had and so many of us would look at well you're you're sleeping in your car you don't have money for clothes in the winter and you're delivering pizzas that you can't even afford to buy and and you're but you're taking for you you were at the advantage and other people would see that as a huge disadvantage but for you you said no I, this is an advantage for me and 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 that's a lot of what we talk about on here is take advantage of the tools or the advantages or the assets that you have the people around you and make that into something now now you went on to to become a physical therapist or did you start to write before you did that yeah, actually, I did my, uh, uh, I actually was a physical therapist in India before I moved to the US. And then uh, when I, I worked in the US for the first few years as a personal trainer, because I didn't, I hadn't taken, you know, the the exams and the licensing tests to become a licensed physical therapist in the US. I was just working as a trainer because I enjoyed training. I have a background as an athlete. But um, I think that uh, I be- decided to become a physical therapist because I felt that I needed to sort of take the next step up in my professional life. So that's what I did. But I think um, just to just to go just to go back to what you were saying, um, I was 
in, 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 in a bad situation. In fact, I would go so far as to say I was stuck in a poverty mindset. In other words, I, I wasn't thinking of making money. I was thinking of pinching pennies. I was thinking of, I was, you know, I, I felt I didn't deserve to make money. So I think my mindset was uh, what I call, you know, a poverty consciousness. I think the fact that allowed me to break free from it over a period of time was that uh, I surrounded myself and I was fortunate to meet several successful people who uh, and their positive attributes rubbed off on me as a personal trainer if you go to someone's home to train them that's a person paying you you know 40 50 60 80 dollars an hour just to train with you and that's usually the type of person who's an executive who um, you know who um, who can afford to pay that money who's limited on time and then those individuals have the kind of mindset professionally personally emotionally financially that rubbed off on me and that helped me because I essentially wow. mentally took their best qualities and I tried to go from a zero to a superhero and I and I still credit all those people with my with my success. I still to this day surround myself with people <laughs> who are who are smarter than me, who are successful. So I'm always trying to up my game, if that makes sense. That that's a great analogy and we've talked about it on here. You know, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. You always want to surround yourself with people that are farther than you so you can benefit from the things that they're doing learn from them and take, take advantage of the information that you've got. That's, that's such a great idea though. You're training people and you know, poor people don't hire trainers. So obviously these are successful people hiring trainers. So you took advantage of the fact you're spending an hour with them getting a free education. They're paying you to get that education. Oh yeah. You didn't just let that blow by. And you know, here's what's interesting, Brandon, successful people. Remember I said successful people, not necessarily quote unquote rich people. Right. Successful people tend to, um, tend to, you know, tend to be givers. Right. They tend to be uh, very generous with uh, sharing their knowledge. They tend to be givers rather than takers. I believe life gives to the givers and takes from the takers. So what you should be doing, everyone listening is if there's someone in your organization, whether it's your boss, if there's someone in your family, maybe it's, you know, I don't know, a brother-in-law who's extremely successful. If there's someone, uh, you know, in, in your friends, sort of in, in, in your social uh, circle who's successful, who you want to be like, then you should either A, get to know them, you know, um, sort of befriend them so that you can learn from them, hang out with them, take them out for lunch, take them out for dinner. If you ever meet them, you know, get take them a nice bottle of wine. If you can do that, that's great. If not, guess what? Pay them for their time. Say, you know what? I'd like to talk to you uh, once a month for a half an hour and, and sort of understand what has made you successful. How about I pay you a couple of hundred dollars for your time? It's not an, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's an, it's an exchange that is, you know, that's fair. And if the other person says, yes, it's going to be the best $200 you'll ever spend. So <laughs> either you surround yourself worth. with people, create a social affinity with them, or guess what? Pay them for their time because that's going to be the best money you ever spend outside of reading books and attending conferences. Just being able to talk to someone who has, you know, who has walked the walk, talked the talk, fallen down, uh, hurt themselves will help you so much because you'll avoid the mistakes they made. And you'll be able to climb in their footsteps and you'll be able to reach success that much faster. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial 
and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. That's such a great uh, bit of advice because what you were saying about they, their most successful people are givers. So most of the time when you approach these people, they'll be more than happy to share that knowledge with you for free probably. But what mm-hmm. they don't put up with is you wasting their time because that's the only thing they don't have an abundance of is time. Correct. And so well, if you go to lunch, take a notepad, take take questions, be ready for it. If they give you an hour, take full advantage of those 60 minutes don't mm-hmm. talk about politics or the the weather or the dog focus on what you want to know and, and just get all of it out because i've Love always it. found when i've done that with successful people they'll meet with me again they'll invest in me more but if they think i'm wasting their time they'll never take my phone call again they'll just move on absolutely 100 percent and I, I have the feeling you're probably approached a lot to be a mentor, to teach people, and, and they want an advice from you. So, so what's probably your best piece of advice outside of meeting with successful people and spending time with them? What, what piece of advice would you give somebody that's maybe they're, they're, they're not broke, but they want to be more free. They want to be able to do their own thing and be their own boss. You know, honestly, and this is going to sound a little bit uh, sort of, um, meta as opposed to strategic i would say uh, improve your relationship with money wow if you want to if you want to be successful and i know that sounds vague i know that trust me i know that <laughs> but um, i've had to improve my own relationship with money my own negative programming about money so that i can make money work for me i can make every dollar that i have my soldier i can attract money to me um i can you know um create the conditions that make money move to me as opposed to being a slave for money. I used to trade my time for dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I train my, uh, now I actually use my thoughts to create value. And then that results in an exponential flow of dollars that I, I, I these days I can't even keep track of it. Wow. I, that's such a good mindset to change, change your relationship with money. You know, Dave Ramsey always says either you tell your money what to do or it tells you what to do. And, and, and I can and I can get a little bit more specific if you want, but I wanted to start there, you know. Sure. If you want to take it a little further, go for it. Yes, please. <laughs> I think I think there are two types of individuals in this world, one with what I call a wealth mindset and one with what I call a poverty consciousness. And I've been there. I've had poverty consciousness. I would say to this day, my mother has poverty consciousness, mm-hmm. my mother who lives with me. Here's here are the characteristics of an individual with what I call poverty consciousness. Uh, someone who's always penny pinching as opposed to thinking how to make more money. Someone who feels they don't deserve money, mm-hmm. or I should say don't deserve more money. Mm-hmm. More money is defined as hundreds of thousands of dollars, by the way, you know, not a standard, you know, sort of a salary that helps you pay your bills. I'm talking, you know, see an ocean of money. Right. Let's call it free that. money. Someone Freedom. Who thinks they don't money. deserve oceans of money. Uh, someone who feels that, um, um, you know, that, uh, if they, someone who's scared to ask for money, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, someone who's actually so, um, so sort of someone who's so fundamentally geared towards making three, four, five thousand dollars a month that they don't want to be, that they don't want to, that they feel they, 
cannot earn more money or they should not earn more money right. we all know of people who actually get i personally know of people who get physically uncomfortable if they make more than their salary because if they do they'll blow it on going to <laughs> vegas or buying something they don't need or buying a car that they couldn't afford right that's why people who win sorry no right that that's just dead on that's why people who win the lottery usually tend to you know lose all their money pretty quickly that's why a lot of doctors who make money they kind of don't know how what to do with it they don't know how to invest it they get scammed right doctors are doctors are scammed more easily of their money than you know most other people right. um individuals with a poverty consciousness um always feel and this is an interesting one always feel that uh and this is going to sound a little weird but i'm going to say it they feel that money has morality in other words money should come to you because you are a good person the truth i'm well, look i'm not saying i'm not saying let's go out and be drug dealers right. <laughs> to make money that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying that money has no morality because if money had morality then you know um drug dealers would be poor people who sell porn would be poor right. gangsters would be poor if money had morality then school teachers would be rich right um librarians would be rich nurses would be rich pastors would be rich mm -hmm. heck people heck you know um jerry you've been in the army you said right yes you would have been paid a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to be in the army yes. we all know you were not right <laughs> no, well no, i not guess not but I, i hope you were but i would assume not but um you know the kardashians wouldn't get paid a hundred thousand dollars for just flashing their butt in in a in a you know in a bar mm -hmm. you know and then falling over and getting the paparazzi take pictures of them while they're drunk Uh, you know uh, uh, someone in the army or the navy would get paid 100000 if they if they hurt themselves guess what they come home without you know sometimes with mental problems with physical problems and you know they don't they don't get that kind of money they get a pat on the back and a medal right, right. so what i'm trying to say i know I, i know i weird off into a completely strange direction but i apologize what i'm trying to say is that individuals with a wealth consciousness understand that they need to create certain circumstances for money to move to them and it's not necessarily related to how good they are uh, or even in some cases the fact that their service is the best it it it's it's directly tied to um your perception the perception of your uh, service in the customer's mind number one and number two how famous you are i'm not talking about paparazzi famous i'm not talking about kardashian famous i'm talking about famous in your community famous in your professional community well known within your circles known within a 5 or 10 mile area of where you are let's say you're if you're a doctor just recently i don't know if you guys know this george clooney who's you know of course he's famous mm -hmm. he has he has a brand of tequila i don't know if you guys read the news but his tequila brand was sold to the johnny walker brand of companies for a billion dollars with a b right i heard I that i was actually morning. on a podcast with a uh, with a food critic earlier today and i asked her listen do you know about his tequila i'm not a tequila guy i'm a vodka guy i could drink i could drink vodka like a russian sailor all day no problem <laughs> <laughs> but but so she said listen his tequila is okay but it's not the best it's mid range but guess what it sold for a billion dollars so he's laughing all the way to the bank <laughs> right. yes. because because the flow of money is dictated by your perception in the market you know you're thinking i'm drinking george clooney's tequila i feel like i'm in ocean's 11 you know yeah. <laughs> so um so the flow of money is dictated by a your position in the market b how famous you are within the relevant network and c and this is going to sound strange but your ability to ask for money yep. 
I, I love that analogy with, with George Clooney because I, I saw that on the news this morning and I just thought they paid him a billion dollars. And, and does anybody think he had anything to do with making that tequila? I mean, I'm sure he was in the room probably tasting a few and he probably went to a party with one. But other than that, he had zero to do with the tequila that he just got a billion dollars for. Well, there's that Jessica, Jessica Alba, Jessica Alba started the honest group of companies. My wife uh, makes sure that my son drinks the honest organic, you know, juices for kids. Uh And I think they, I, I don't know. And by the way, um, she started it with some other entrepreneur. I forget his name. They sold last year for, I think two or $3 billion with a B to, uh, I think Procter and Gamble. Uh, You know, these are obviously the extreme examples, but as long as, you know, I mean, you get the point. Right. What's well, it's a mindset too. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to, it, no one's going to pay you $50 an hour, a hundred dollars an hour, a thousand dollars an hour, unless you, you prove that you're worth it and you, you have to expect it because if you come in and they say, well, how much does it cost to have you come to our place of business and speak or take a good example as a photographer, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine, she's a photographer and she took my daughter's sweet 16 and she, you know, is not cheap, but, uh, when she talks about her craft, she talks about, you know, I'm worth it. That That's why I charge what I charge. I could charge you 50 bucks for pictures and you go to Walmart and get them developed. But I, I do something different. I bring a value to it. And, and she doesn't apologize for that. And now she's becoming more and more successful. But you have to have that mindset that you're worth it. Otherwise, people are not going to come along and say, here, I'm going to give you a million dollars. Money moves to those who ask for it uh, without any fear, any feelings of fear, apprehension or shame. So she asks for it and people give it to her and then she proves herself over and over again until people don't ask anymore. Right. Exactly. Now, you've got a few other things going on. You have a website called Total Activation. So tell us a little bit about that, how that started and, and what you do there. Absolutely. So TotalActivation.com, TotalActivation is a philosophy. Uh, We have a book, uh, you know, uh, the new version of the book should be on the website by the time you see this. We have a philosophy called the EPSSI principle, emotional, physical, social, spiritual and intellectual balance in your life. Now, uh, I've lived in, in India and in the US, I've had a chance to compare India and the US and I feel there are a lot of things we as Americans can learn from Indian culture and there are a lot of incredible you know um, resources products that we have in in America that we should be taking advantage of that are that are not available in other parts of the world so total activation is about like I said EPSSI E for emotional um, you know finding things that emotionally make you happy P for physical doing things whether it's going for a walk 10 minutes a day or you know just eating healthy, cutting out something unhealthy from your diet, nutrition and food uh, and exercise. As for social, making an active effort to engage with the people that uplift you, that make you happy, that motivate you and actually disengaging from the people who bring you down, from the people who discourage you, from the people who, you know, um, who try and drag you down. As for spiritual, uh, a belief in, it could be religion, it could be a belief in a higher power, just sort of a sense of purpose in your life, even if it involves helping others, donating to charity, just having some sort of a spiritual foundation in your life, which may or may not be religion. For, for a lot of us, for most of us, it is religion. And finally, I for intellectual, challenging your brain, whether it's reading a book, listening to an amazing show like this with you guys. Um, you know, it, it could be doing a crossword puzzle. Heck, it could be learning a new language. 
So doing those things, I feel is about balance in balances your life. And we call it, I call it total activation. It's essentially a philosophy that was uh, born out of my experiences as an immigrant from India, now living and working in the US. Now, this is, you know, a philosophy. It's not a trend. It's not, uh, uh, it's not a fad. It's not a gimmick. It's not a gadget. It's just a way of living. And I think it'll hold true a hundred years from today. It'll probably hold true a hundred years from today because half of us will probably be robots, you know, half of <laughs> us will be androids. I'm kidding. I hope not. But, <laughs> but, uh, the products, you know, we have skincare and nutritional products that go hand in hand with the philosophy of total activation because I think total activation is not just about EPSSI but it's also about what you put in your body which includes food and nutrition and supplements and what you put on your body whether it's you know uh, products to clean your skin or moisturize or even rejuvenate your skin so it's for those who care about what they put on and in their body and that's why we have a line of skincare and nutritional products that go hand in hand with the philosophy of total activation. We've been doing this for a few years now, and uh, we've now sold products to people in seven countries. And, uh, you know, um, total activation is just a simple, balanced way to live your life. And I think it'll help you become a better, uh, you know, a better worker and eventually a better entrepreneur because you need to be balanced internally right. before you can become an entrepreneur. Because if you're an entrepreneur, all kinds of <laughs> going to be thrown at you. You could be putting out fires all day and the next day could be the easiest day in the world so it's a roller coaster if you're an entrepreneur and don't become one until you're balanced and totally activated otherwise you know you could be in for more than you can uh, more than you can handle and being an entrepreneur is not a 40 hour a week job either is it oh no oh no <laughs> I, I i tell my wife i work nine to five and then seven to two at least i used to there you go <laughs> you're, you're now able to pull back a little bit well, correct <laughs> That's great. I, I love all of this advice. I know there's people out there listening that are just thinking, you know, this this could apply to me if I just put it in motion. And I think if there's anything that you heard that you thought, well, yeah, that's fine for you, but it's not for me. Take this to heart that really everything that that Nitin said was just it all relies on your ability to just move, to do something, take that step rather than just make excuses. It's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Brandon, uh, we all, we are all human beings. We all like to live life within our comfort zone, right? Right. Uh, just so that, you know, I work from home. That's my comfort zone. I create my own hours. Um, you know, I just enjoy it. I pretty much do what I want when I want. And I've always done that. I think we all like to live life within our own comfort zone. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be ready and prepared to go out of your comfort zone. In fact, the more you get out of your comfort zone, the more you'll grow emotionally, wow. physically, socially, spiritually, and intellectually. And the more uh, your business will grow because business is always about sort of stretching yourself to the absolute limit, coming back kind of like a rubber band right. till your sort of fundamental capacity and your elasticity increases. So your your limit, your emotional limit, your intellectual limit grows. So you become essentially, you know, um, call it a more enlightened person, if you will, over a period of time. But man, I can tell you, I've been through so much. We haven't even talked about um, not just the financial bankruptcy, you know, uh, my company got sued a couple of years ago for just no apparent reason. Trust me, a lawsuit is stressful. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. um, when your so, name's on so, the paper. <laughs> um, you're going to get all sorts of challenges thrown at you as an entrepreneur. And, um, and uh, I'm sure everyone listening is ready for it. But just be prepared to sort of, you know, uh, expect the unexpected. Prepare it, prepare for it, embrace it, absorb it. Take the punches and just carry on. That's some great advice. So if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about you, what's the best way to do that? 
you know they can visit totalactivation.com and uh, fill out the contact us uh, page if anyone wants any of our products they can uh, you know uh, they can just mention your name uh, mention your podcast and uh, we'll send them a discount coupon awesome. and if they need any advice about you know breaking free going to the next level um becoming entrepreneurs or just any advice about any of the things we've talked about if if they send us a contact us uh, if they send us a request and mention your name and mention your podcast i'll make sure that my staff forwards that to me personally and i will get back to you it may not be right away but i promise i'll get back to you and it's my way of paying it forward and adding value to you guys and honoring you guys for for giving for bringing me on here well i really appreciate you coming on and uh course everybody that comes on our show once we've kind of gotten to know them we're like well we're friends now so anytime you're down here come see us and anytime we're up there we'll we will look you up and uh, we'll have to follow up with you in a few months and kind of see where see where total activation is but then also see where you're going and 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 maybe get you back on to kind of give us an update of how the year's gone for you gosh i'd love that ready when you are If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 095. There you'll find all the links to what we've talked about in this episode, including Natin's website, totalactivation.com. We're also going to link a bunch of his other websites as well, just to give you a taste for what he has going on. We also want to hear from you. You're probably working on your Beyond the Rut story right now. Give us a call at 361-596-3788 and share your story with us. Or shoot us an email, info at beyondtherut.com, and we'll read your email and maybe, with your permission, share your story on our show. Also, the greatest ways you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. So go ahead and do that. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Another great way you can support our show is to leave us a review and rate us on those two platforms. We love spending time with you each week. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care and go live life beyond the road. And that's why. <laughs> Where was. <laughs> I got to be prepared. All right. So we had just edit that and make it sound like it didn't happen. Oh, they'll they'll be stitched (laughs) together. You wouldn't even know that I goofed like that. That, wow. So the good news is we finally recorded enough episodes that I filled up an SD card. Hey, there you go. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.